Hi, I'm Kezia, a brain injury survivor and a member of Find. Hi, I'm Carrie, a stroke survivor and a member of Find as well. And today we'd like to welcome Valerie, our founding, I don't know what the word, our founder of Vine. And we're just so super excited to have Valerie here. There's so much I can say about her. I mean, first of all, she's just a fabulous person. Um, I know she started her career helping with children, and she is a licensed speech therapist. And again, as I said, she is the amazing founder of Vine. So welcome very much, Valerie. We're excited to have you here. Thank you. Welcome. It's a nice intro. <laughs> You know, it pays to know somebody on the staff. So it's been a while. Yeah. We have some history. A little bit. <laughs> so before we get started for our listeners, let's just tell us a little bit about you. Oh, okay. Uh, my name's Valerie Gocher. Very frequently mispronounced as Gotcher, but I let it slide all the time. Um, I've been married for 20 years. I've also been a speech therapist for 20 years. My husband, Andy, and I have two amazing kids who are both in middle school. We have way too many pets. <laughs> and um, I founded this organization about 11 years ago-ish, a little, little over 10 years ago. Wow. That's, I know every time like we meet each other, I feel like it's a new, it's a new story. Seriously. Welcome to Bindways, the official podcast of the Brain Injury Network of Dallas. I'm Brian White, Bind's Executive Director. On each episode, we'll be providing insight into the brain injury community. We'll be talking to members and professionals regarding their stories and the important role of Vines Clubhouse. We work as a team to inspire hope, community, and a sense of purpose to survivors, caregivers, and the public. Thank you for tuning in to Bindways. Let's get on with the show. Um, so what prompted you to like start Bind? Like, I feel like that's... Always a question. That's a, that's a big question, important. I worked in a, a really wonderful day neuro treatment program uh, for a very long time with a, an incredible team of therapists who are still very, very close to me and good friends. Uh, those, are, those are lifetime colleague work friendships that you know, start as work friendships and become your, your best, closest friends. So anyhow, I, I can't tell the story without mentioning them. Um, so we had this, we had a stellar program and uh, somehow I became responsible for the monthly brain injury support group that the hospital supported. And I'm not really sure how that happened. I think <laughs> it's kind of like nobody else wants to do this. Why don't you? And I said, okay. And um, I, I thought for a really long time that I was doing a great job with that and providing a great resource and education to the community and to our patients after they had discharged from the program. So this is this was kind of their link to keep coming back once a month. And um, the the patients or who had been patients were telling me that that was the highlight of their month. And for a very long time, I felt like that was a high compliment because we were doing this great job with the support group. But really what they were telling me is that they didn't have anything else on their calendars, that this was the thing that got them out of the house, um, that even though we felt as a team that we had really prepared our patients to go back to living and thriving in the community or even getting back to work, we weren't seeing that happen. So there was a really significant gap between being a medical patient and getting back into living your life. And I felt like that needed to change. 
Awesome. Yeah. So I guess then that kind of leads me to my next question. So realizing that, what was your original vision for Bind? I mean, what was your overall? I mean, obviously, there's probably lots of little ones, but your big aha, this is what I want to happen. Well, with some of those team members who, who then became some of the founding board members of Bind, we had a lot of ideas because we all saw that this was a problem. We all saw that 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 gap really needed a bridge and there weren't any resources in Texas that that really kind of fit all the the niches and checked all the boxes. And um, I like I had a conversation I know with one of those colleagues about opening a gym. Um, uh, So people who were post medical rehab could have a place a safe place to come and exercise and stay fit and prevent falls and all those things. But that didn't really satisfy the social element. It didn't really satisfy the getting back to employment element. It was taking care of the physical body, but not anything else. So we, we actually, you know, kind of strongly considered that route, but it it just wasn't enough. Um, So I happened to be at a conference in Chicago and there was a, a speaker on the panel who's still involved with the uh, Brain Injury Clubhouse model uh, in Chicago, in the Chicago area. Uh, she was in Florida for a while running a program, but I think she's back in Illinois now. Um, her name is Deborah, and she had started a brain injury clubhouse. And, and the more she talked about it, the more I thought, that's it. That, and that was really the aha moment. And I sat next to her. And I asked her a million questions, and I found out everything that I could about the clubhouse model. And it, it's kind of, it's history from there. Um, it, it answered everything. Um, it checked every box because it could be, it could be social support. It could be an employment bridge. It could be, um, it could have physical activity involved because it was really about, clubhouse is really about therapy not be really being therapy it's doing it's doing and living and the therapeutic parts kind of filter in when you're not really paying attention yeah so right now that you're explaining i think obviously this is probably going to be well over 12 episodes that we've made with members with other people that are very involved in the um recovery after having a brain injury but we hear bind 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 but what exactly is like the clubhouse model that inspired you to actually create one like completely new, especially here in Texas? Well, clubhouse has a really long history back to the 1950s. And uh, it began as a program um, inspired by a social worker who uh, felt and saw that there was real progress made, especially when patients receiving mental health care were grouped together. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a just a spark of camaraderie and uh, lived experience that was shared within the group and how they they understood each other. And I, I think that from that is really where the clubhouse model kind of came about is that let's team people up who have this shared life experience, um, help them to renew their sense of purpose and their place in the world and how can they support each other, you know, with... Yeah. You know, a, 
some resources provided and some staff provided, but really allowing the members of the organization to really take charge and have control and regain control of their life experience after that point. So um, that's way back in the 50s. And the, the clubhouse model in the mental health world is is all over the world. There are well over 300 mental health clubhouses worldwide. The Brain Injury Clubhouse uh, came about as, as somewhat of a, uh, maybe somewhat of an edited version, but a very, very much a like version, except maybe substitute mental health survivor with brain injury survivor. Right. So um, that's a much smaller organization, but it's growing. Yeah, and it's great. It's growing. <laughs> and, you know, at the time that I had gone to that conference, there was absolutely nothing like it here in Texas for brain injury survivors specifically. Yeah. There are mental health clubhouses, and there were 10 years ago here in Texas for mental health. And um, I visited with them, of course, and got connected with them and, you know, figured out how, how can we bring this same model to a different population of people. Yeah. Which is so helpful. I mean, honestly, makes a huge changes. Like, for I can only speak for myself. So, changing completely from one state to the other, huge change. But then, why did I move here? It's like I had a stroke, and now I don't have friends, and I don't like talking to people for a little <laughs> bit. You know, like yeah. So it definitely changed a lot. Yeah, so. everyone belongs here. Yeah, and you know, there's just a a real magic too in not having discharge dates. You know, yeah. you, you're part of this organization, you're part of Clubhouse for as long as you feel like you're benefiting, but it's very much a give and take because the members, yes, they're benefiting from being here, but the program is benefiting from their presence and, and yeah, it could not, sure. the day-to-day couldn't run smoothly without the participation of the members. Right. And I know, I mean, the Clubhouse model, when you first brought it to all of us, we were like, huh? What? what? <laughs> I'm not, no, this is going to work. But I mean, it, it's been fabulous. I think that we have all just, it's been a joy to like start from the beginning and watch it grow. And I would encourage our listeners to go ahead and click that like button because I know you like what you're hearing. Um, <laughs> but we're very excited that you brought that to us and that we now have, again, like the podcast where the members pretty much are trying to run it all. It's a it's a hard concept to grasp. I, I think especially from the patient perspective because they are discharged from therapy and mm-hmm. discharged from the medical world and they want to come and they want to keep doing those PT exercises and they want to keep sitting across the table from their speech therapist and doing some exercises and some memory tasks and things like that because they saw the benefit in it. But really Clubhouse is about applying all of those things that you gained in the therapy process to real life situations mm-hmm. yeah. and using them. And that's where it, it really kind of digs deeper into the brain when you're using what you've learned in a functional, meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that right now, how you were saying like, oh, wait, I didn't get it. I don't know if it's going to work. Like that kind of goes towards like, what was your biggest concern? Like, as you're thinking about this option as having a, a clubhouse and creating this and like, what was your biggest concern as to like, how to start it or when to start it, who to tell or any of that? Well, every day for 10 years, it was funding. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Every single day for 10 years, it was how am I going to how am I going to pay for this? How how are we going to make this happen? 
when, um, especially for many, many years, we didn't have any government support at all. We didn't have grant funding from that level. Um, so I, I really had to engage first the people that were going to come in here and be a member like Carrie and that, that kind of small group that I was like, hey, I think we should do this. I think we should try this. And uh, really convincing them and then their family members that this was going to be a really great idea. So once I had their buy-in, the circle, woo, the circle, you know, grew from from here to here to here, and they told their friends and their family, and and it just kind of it, it evolved and grew from there. So I I don't know how many hundreds of donors Bind has at this point. Um, it's been you know several months since I've looked at that data, but um, but it 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 didn't take very long to grow that circle of support and to grow the community, um, to get support from corporate sponsors because even the hospitals and the rehab providers that our members had attended, they saw the value in this too. And, and they knew that, that this was going to keep people healthier and happier for the long term and not just the short term. And they made an investment. Yeah. Right. I, um, I had a couple conversations with some, neurotherapists from different countries and when I they I told them about the clubhouse idea they were like we never get to see the result after getting out of like the hospital they get an evaluation and then they don't probably see the people anymore how they continue growing how they continue um getting better you know or being how their like improvements go or Mm -hmm. where do they go or what Mm -hmm. happens so I think like at first, when I heard about Bind, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go back to work. But it's more than that, you know, like getting better at things that you probably never even tried, like a podcast, <laughs> you know, things like that. It's and like, here you are. And here I am, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So I think it's it's a, it's amazing. And then I feel like what you just said about it just being easy to just, you tell one person, and then it just flows onto more and more people. So yep. yeah, that's amazing. Yep. Yeah. What was your, besides the craziness that the brain injured people bring to your life, what was one of your biggest motivators to help in the beginning? Because I know, I mean, it was tough in the beginning, you know. Again, funding was big and, you know, one day a week was kind of stressful at first. It's like, how do we make sure we're all getting there that one day a week? And So what was was an inspiration or a motivation? Yeah, motivation that just kept kept you going and knowing that you were going you were on the right track this was going to work um i i think knowing that i was on the right track was came from seeking input from other people and being open to their suggestions and open to learning especially from the ibica community so i i've kind of mentioned already um the group of brain injury clubhouses in the united states and deborah and illinois and you know they're they're part of a, a network um of in and of themselves which of course bind is a part of um but i knew who the strong leadership was within the ibica community i got involved with the board um, for ibica and really saw a lot of support there and um much like the members have that camaraderie with, with each other, that was my community to 
to vent to or to cry to or Mm -hmm. to say, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. (laughs) And, you know, some of those folks had been running their programs for 10 years already or 20 years already. And they're like, it's okay, keep going or try this or do this. Have you looked this up? And uh, they were a really great source of support and guidance um and also from nonprofit directors that were here in the area and the networking that i did with them um you know because i think much like myself there were many of us that you know every single day it's there's at least one thought that runs through my like how am i going to pay for this (laughs) how am i going to how am i going to make sure we are not in the red and how how am i going to make sure that my staff get paid and get paid fairly and uh and that we keep the lights on for the members right yeah so right now you mentioned ibica and i think it was like the first time to hear even though you mentioned deborah and like so can you give like a little f- update as to what IBICA is? And yeah. IBICA is an acronym, like <laughs> lots of things in this community. We yeah. love our acronyms. <laughs> it's the International Brain Injury Clubhouse Alliance, I oh, think. Cool. Yeah, I get got, it wrong every time. I too. think I got that right. <laughs> Um, so it's an organization established um, to help provide education and guidance and training and support for all the brain injury clubhouses that are members of the organization. So it's a membership organization for clubhouse programs. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So everyone look into your clubhouse around you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Valerie, we thank you so much, not just for joining us here today, but for having this wonderful idea and bringing it to the DFW area and at some point, hopefully all of Texas, we will have little baby vines all around the state of Texas. And that we so appreciate you That's and everything the, you've done for us. Oh, thank you. That's the vision. It's the vision always to make sure that this program is accessible to everyone in the state of Texas who needs it. Yep. yep. And just a quick shout out to the position or the location we already have in Fort Worth, which is really new as yep. of right now, 2022 in March. Right. I think so. March, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This year has been going really fast. So huge shout out to Fort Worth for allowing this new location and for your inspiration to get this um, clubhouse started here in Texas. Huge, te- uh, huge states of Texas having two locations, which should have a lot more. But thank yeah, you so we'll much for that. joining us. Oh, thank you. And to all of our listeners and subscribers, don't forget to hit that like button. Go ahead, subscribe and share. And tell your friends. See you next time on Bind Waves. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue to support Bind and our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching. Until next time. Until next time.